Hello and welcome to the Third Space Podcast, episode number 53. This is Bennett, and in this episode I asked Daniel the hard question, the question that I know everyone has been wanting me to ask him. What do you think about birds? Yeah, we talk about birds. I don't know why, it was just on my mind, and so we discuss birds for a little while. And then we get to another topic. In past episodes we've discussed uh, what the world would be like if we had some technological revolution in a particular area. For example, we've talked about teleporters, machines that could replenish your sleep, or the ability to communicate telepathically. This time, I ask about what the world would be like if we invented a nutritional pill that contained all the calories and nutrients that a person needs in their normal diet, and it was cheap and readily available and easy to manufacture. How would that change the world? And it sounds like it would be a totally positive, amazing thing to eliminate world hunger. But we ask, would there be any negative effects to this pill? How would things change? Anyway, it was an interesting discussion, and I hope you will all enjoy it as well. Welcome. Daniel, hello. Hi. <laughs> what do you think about birds? I don't... I like their sounds for the most part, unless they're a woodpecker or a screechy type bird. I find it really pleasant, uh, the sort of... I associate them with morning on a walk, and you're like, oh man, the air is crisp, death. the birds are chirping. I said, with, uh, with death, morning. did you say? With- yeah, you said with morning, so like oh, in the morning, the daytime, or after early morning. After people die, and you're yeah, sad. Soon after people die, the early morning stage, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and I find them, I, I mean, I think culturally we, we really, like, each state said we got to have one, you yeah. know. <laughs> like, so it... <laughs> people really care, I suppose. But as far as a pet, I have no, like, absolutely no desire. I mean, I like the idea of uh, me being some sort of animal whisperer, and I go out and I, like, go, <laughs> and they, like, land on my hand, and I look at you, and I kind of pet you, and, yeah. then, and then you fly off. But I don't really want a, bir- a bird, a pet as a bird, a bird as a pet, excuse me, and, like, I have no desire for that. Uh, putting them in a cage seems kind of sad anyway, um, and and yeah, yeah, so they're just like limited. Like, they just are more of like background noise for me. This pleasant existence, but as soon as it's like, hey, will you take care of me or buy me a cage? Like, no, no, that's how I feel. All right, well, the, those are some good thoughts on birds. Um, <laughs> the, the, yeah, I didn't have much. I don't know. I was just thinking about birds recently. You know, sometimes you just think about <laughs> thinking birds. Thinking about birds, yeah. <laughs> and I was just thinking about how much variety there is in birds. I mean, I guess they're, they're their own category of the animal kingdom, so you would expect some amount of variety. But you know, you got your hummingbirds, you got your geese, you, <laughs> you got, got your hummingbirds, your ducks, your geese. Yeah, ducks. You got eagles. You got ostriches. They're different. You got flamingos. Think about all the different kinds of penguins. You, yeah. How yeah. like if an alien came to Earth and we showed them ten different birds, maybe some of the ones that I listed, they wouldn't even think they're the same animal necessarily. It, it, our classification system might be a bit 
Like we just go, damn birds. Like it's just sort of this yeah. word, this I very mean, umbrella term. If you're putting penguins and brown thrashers in the same category, platypus. You know? I mean, uh, I know, yeah, I know that there are biological markers for what a bird is. You know, they lay eggs. They don't have milk. Um, is their bone density have yeah, anything to do with it? They have like hollow, lighter. hollow bones. Maybe some bird, maybe like ostriches. And st- I'm sure they have similar bone structures. Like the penguins birds. really have lighter bones, really. I mean, I think so. Interesting. I think so. so I so could be can, wrong. So they can what waddle in a in a light fashion? Like I don't know. Oh, well, <laughs> it's probably just a. You know, it's a bird penguins thing. Penguins fly, don't they? Do some penguins no. fly? They don't oh, fly well, at all. I mean, the common one that you picture, you know, doesn't fly. There may be some goofy, you know, subspecies of penguin that can fly really lamely. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking about the variety of birds. And like you mentioned, exactly. I was thinking, wow, it's kind of crazy that every state has, you know, a state bird. Like we got 50 birds at least. Although the states... Why did we decide that was important enough? Like, hey, you're a state. What do you want? I want a brown thrasher. I'm Georgia. I call the brown thrasher. Like, what, I know. Well, what made us what I, decide a bird was worthy of saying, that's that's my thing. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, too. Like, a lot of the birds that they pick are kind of lame, you know? Like, you don't get the super variety of birds. I guess I can't say that for sure since I don't know all the state birds. But, like, yeah, I cannot does any, any state, state have versions. the flamingo? Or does any state have the Florida, eagle? I'm sure, right? Does I it? Does Florida, I don't know. They should. That should they be absolutely state should. <laughs> and, like, the goose is real distinctive, although that's Canada's state bird, probably. <laughs> state bird for Canada. <laughs> if it's not, it should be. It's weird how geese are such jerks and Canadians are, you know, just not really. Like, it doesn't seem yeah. a very uh, a very appropriate state bird for Canada. I'm looking up a floor like a state bird list, and Florida is the northern mockingbird. See, that's lame. That's just not. I mean, mockingbirds, you know, they're fine. They can make different noises and all, but they're no flamingo. I mean, we're talking about wrens, mockingbirds, quails. I'm scrolling just yeah, to see, see if there's no. like. You're right. It's like. I mean, you got a cardinal, which is kind of cool, but it's that's just fine. such a. When a you car- said birds, I went directly to what we're describing here. Is just. Uh, you know what you see outdoors. Where's the blue-footed booby? Which state is blue-footed <laughs> booby? And you know, penguin has to be on there. Turkey deserves a spot. I think Turkey. cardinal deserves a spot on the top cardinal fifty. Cardinal is cool. Yeah, I agree with you. But not the oh, top ten. The Rhode uh, Rhode Island is the uh, Rhode Island red, which is the sort of a a, a, hen, a turkey. I mean, a, a hen, a, a rooster of sorts. Oh, okay, so that that's good. That's an yeah. appropriate bird. And South Dakota is the red-necked pheasant, uh, so uh, that's that interesting. Fit. That one's not good enough. A not parrot, enough. <laughs> a parrot deserves to be on there. Yeah, none of that. Everything else, pretty much. I mean, I mean unless you Utah, Utah state bird is the California gull. <laughs> come on, Utah. Come on, Utah. What are you like, doing? Have some identity. Like you <sighs> chose the California gull as your state bird. I just Goodness. can't. <laughs> Utah, get it together. I mean, at least like South Carolina is the Carolina wren, you know. It's, yeah, I mean that's that's probably what they probably pick a bird that's common in you know in their state, which I get state pride and so on. But like, no, just don't. Well, that's just, why they choose birds in the first. It's just like what is you makes our state unique. We have the most of, and so that's what you. I mean, yeah, but like. But like now, nah, but I'm it's a lie. Yeah, it's a and, lie. And, and, you know, like right. Rhode Island. Are do they have a bird that's really more common in Rhode Island than in other states? No, they don't. 
like the yeah. the, the New England states. It, like no, it might be the don't. same bird for all of them. Even yeah. Oh, Texas and Tennessee both have the northern mockingbird. How boring is that? Come on, Texas is supposed to be independent. Texas yeah. is supposed to be like <laughs> their own country, you know, in in heart and soul, and they're stealing the bird from Tennessee. Yeah, and even and you know what's funny? These names might sound kind of neat, like the Oklahoma's scissor-tailed flycatcher, and it's oh, just I like a bird. That. That's it's a good a, name. Yeah, it is scissor-tailed flycatcher, but it is a boring-looking bird. Uh, it's uh, or the suck to Mariana be. fruit dove. Um, oh, it's kind of exotic, but it's I'm gonna just suck saying. to be the scissor-tailed flycatcher or whatever you said, because like yeah. when you introduce yourself, or you know when you turn in a resume, or Whatever you say, oh yeah, I'm a scissor tail flycatcher. Everyone's like, oh man, that's awesome. And then you show up and you're just a freaking bird. Like, yeah, yeah. what a life. <laughs> just letting people down because the best part already happened. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's also kind of crazy with birds. Just parrots, you know, the ability that birds have to speak is pretty fascinating too, you know, compared to all, literally all other animals aside from humans, right? Like no other animal can do that, can speak. They're obviously not comprehending what they're saying. Um, they're but they're speaking the a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but they are mimicking very complex vocal patterns, uh, which is pretty, pretty wild. Or I guess not what domestic, whatever. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, it seems so civilized. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, yeah. birds, birds. <laughs> I think we said that right at the same. So time. you wouldn't want a bird as a pet. Uh, well, now that you've expanded, I I was just what if, trying to go with what you said and went to the boring birds. And yeah, I do not want a bird as a pet. Um, what what if what if instead of your classic caged bird, you know, parakeet or whatever. You know how you have inside dogs and outside dogs. What if you have inside birds and outside birds, and this bird just was, you know, lived outside. Maybe it's a hawk or something awesome like that, and it would go do its thing. And then when you come outside, you go, you whistle. I can't do a good whistle. Oh, you do a good hawk, a hawk whistle, and it would come like perch on your shoulder, land and... on your leather glove that you. Have oh yeah, sure, outreach. yeah, leather glove or whatever, and you know, and you could feed it a anchovy or whatever you feed those things and uh okay i take it back you've convinced me i would totally take you know a hawk as a pet outdoors or, or in all seriousness though like i things i don't i don't actually want pets but if you if i imagine i have some property or even you know in an apartment complex and if i were to walk outside and start to like see an animal regularly and we develop the sort of relationship and maybe i even occasionally left it a treat or something and like and i'm just like oh there's my buddy I'm, i'd probably be inclined to give that an that animal a name and uh-huh. therefore what would you uh, name my pet, a pet you know? hawk um 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 ferris maybe ferris that's a okay that, <laughs> that's a name that's a name well i think that's when a... you when you're asked to name a, an animal you, you go a couple of different routes you can go like uh like if you say dog, if you go, you can go with the like Spike or like Duke or like or, or I guess just Thomas dog name non-human names, oh. or you can go the human name route. <laughs> is my point. You either what did you say? Thomas. No, that's that's my point. Is like it's kind <laughs> of funny to give a human name to a to a dog. Uh, yeah. 
or an animal like you know thomas richardson senior <laughs> yeah give it a first middle last give the it maybe a title like you know <laughs> the earl of you know whatever uh, yeah. but and that's funny that it, maybe um so i don't know you know names whatever but i i I like the idea of like, oh, I spot a little nest in a tree outside and like, and then I see the baby birds and I name them. Um, I once had a duck that I had named Martha outside of an apartment complex and she was giving, she had her eggs and she would just sit there on them every day. That's nice. Uh, How's she doing? She didn't do too well. One day her eggs all got eaten. She was a pretty bad mom. I th- I, I saw oh. her as being kind of cracked out. She, she looked oh. like she'd seen better days. She was like, had been in some scuffles and was you know tattered and like quack, and sometimes she would out. just yeah, she was quacked out <laughs> it's, it, but yeah i named her martha and he sometimes like i, I remember danielle looked up like because you're not supposed to feed them breadcrumbs for some reason it, i think it like it gets big in their stomach and they feel like they're full and then they don't eat or something weird like that but there yeah. are some other common household items or foods that you can feed them and it's not a big deal so we'd occasionally give her some anyway martha you know, I don't think she fared too well. And then one day after the eggs were all destroyed, she just was gone. Yeah. Probably, probably died. Probably hung herself. Probably hung herself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I have uh, I have another thing to talk about aside from birds uh, today. You know, yeah. in past... <laughs> in... Ten minutes of birds. Not, it's not our best. <laughs> like, I'll just say it. <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> I don't know. There's nothing wrong with birds. You're some right. people, some people are like bird watchers, and that's like their thing. It's a whole, you know? it's a whole thing. They don't even, they don't even have bird pets. They just look at them. Yeah. They just go out and look at them, and maybe. You, how, how much do you identify with that? Pretty. You know, what I've talked about. Uh, pretty not. <laughs> yeah, me too. So, so here's the thing. I've told you that, like, okay, and I always go to this one example, and I don't know why. I made it up a long time ago, and I've stuck with it. But, like, if someone's a master of their craft, I'm interested in talking to sure. them. For instance, knitting. Knitting, I'm, I don't care about knitting, but if someone was the best knitter in the world, I want to talk to them about their passion and their craft and, like, all of that. Sure. But I'm, if, I, if you were to tell me you have the opportunity to talk to the world's most renowned bird watcher, I'm, I might not want to, honestly. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I was... I I was gonna jump on board with your point, but I think I I think I agree with that last bit there. Like, yeah, if you're the most renowned at something in the world, then you're definitely gonna get five minutes of my attention. It doesn't yes. matter what the subject is. But there are some subjects where, even if you're the best in the world, you're just not gonna get much more than five minutes of my <laughs> attention. You know, some things if you're the best in the world, you'll get infinite of my attention. You know, I'll just never stop asking questions about it. Like if you're the world's foremost f1 car mechanic then like i'm gonna be asking you a ton of questions or like if you have dived the deepest in the ocean or something then yeah. i'm just gonna ask you tons of questions but if you like are the world's foremost ballroom dance teacher like i'm not <laughs> gonna ask you five minutes i'll be like oh so you like dancing oh how is it different from like other dancing oh <laughs> Have you heard of birds? What do you think about birds? That's going to be... <laughs> yeah, that's what you come up with after five minutes. Like, so, birds? <laughs> that's going to be my path. That's going to be my thought path with so, them. So, 
Now, see, even ballroom dancing, it, well, first of all, I guess it's like, are they an interesting person, too? Because they could talk about ballroom dancing in a fascinating way, right? And, that like, and like, how many hours did it take you? And where did you learn your lessons? And where do you get your, you know, grit? And, and what patterns uh, have been successful for you? What do you do when you don't want to ballroom dance, but you know it's going to, in order to achieve excellence, there's sacrifice? Like, all of those things could be commonplace for whoever's the best at the tippy top of their field. But I feel like a bird watcher is just going to tell me about the, like, yeah. So how many birds have you seen? The scientific oh. name and be like, oh, actually, Logopus Logopus, uh, <laughs> Coloptes auratus or something <laughs> like, like Camphloronacas brunacalipalius. Like, I don't care, like, you know, some Latin and tell me that I just, first of all, yeah, in order to be the best, you just went out looking a lot. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm kind of joking. Maybe I have to travel to exotic locations and sit still for hours. And I'd be interested in anyone willing to sit still for hours. Uh, you know, like, like what, is that, what sort of discipline does that take? So I'm kind of joking. But I don't want to, to talk about birds that long. You know, I don't know. Like, for some reason, that doesn't do it for me man i found something i'm not that interested in and it it might be birds (laughs) yeah i'm not that interested in it either i'll tell you one one of the reasons why it was on my mind is because i was talking to you i was talking to a girl and that was her interest was bird watching and predictably this conversation didn't go very far (laughs) because i i was just like oh wow so kind of like a pokedex you know you like keep track of all the birds you've seen yeah. Do you have like binoculars? Oh, yeah, yeah, you do. I did yeah. ask that. You hit Super that one. Nice. Oh, and yeah, I asked the... if she, I asked if she took pictures of the birds, and she, she said no because her phone. They're hard to take pictures of on your phone, and she didn't have a fancy camera. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Cool. So, all right. What so, about ballroom dancing? What's um, the... <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, no, I, I just couldn't think of anything else to say, and I didn't. I mean, really you ask them, it. what's the craziest bird you've ever seen, and they say, "Oh, the flycatcher snail." Yeah, the scissor-tailed flycatcher. Yeah, scissor-tailed flycatcher. Good for you. And like, and you go, that sounds cool. They're like, yeah, it's just you know, it's got it two looks wings like a bird. And, uh, <laughs> it's got a beak. <laughs> got a beak. Lays you know? eggs. You know. Oh, but the beak, traits. it's got like this point, and it kind of curves. It's like crazy. You, would, you wouldn't believe the color. They have okay, speckled I down. Bet, I, I, they have speckled, I bet I would. Speckled <laughs> yeah. down. I mean, do you understand? <laughs> Extended tail feathers. Okay. Yeah, you wouldn't believe the extension on those tail feathers. I bet I would. I bet I would. I bet it was. Just, I bet they're just. I bet it's very believable. <sighs> anyway, uh, seventeen minutes on birds. Getting it. Getting it done, baby. <laughs> getting it done. It's almost uh-huh. like a challenge. Like, we'll introduce a boring topic or one that we don't care about, and we're still gonna do it for seventeen minutes. Um, so, in past episodes, we've talked about what would the world be like if some revolutionary technology were introduced. So, we did like teleporting refrigerators. Remember, uh, or teleportation yes. that were the size of refrigerators. We did uh, a machine that essentially performs the function of sleep for you. I think we did telepathic communication. I have one for you this time that I want to imagine that maybe on the surface doesn't seem that revolutionary and well, maybe under the surface isn't that revolutionary either, but I still want to discuss it with you. Um, okay. It is what, what if we were to invent a nutritional pill that gives all the calories that you need, all the nutrients that you need in just a single pill. And it was 
very cheap, just a few cents. Easily manufacturable, no side effects, no taste. So essentially, this is just the, the food problem, the nutrition problem taken off our plate. Uh, well, I guess literally taken off our plate. Um, <laughs> Elimination of world hunger that like, comes yeah. to mind. Like, what, like... what happens? And obviously, there's some obvious pros, but I want to, you know, a lot of these technological revolutions you think of as, you know, getting you one step closer to utopia, but then... Actually, you know, if you think about it a little bit more in depth, maybe there's some drawbacks you didn't imagine. And so, you know, that's the premise of a lot of sci-fi and everything. I was wondering with the nutrition pill, if you could think of any, you know, we can talk about the obvious pros, but are there some other things too that might be negative that we're not thinking of? Yeah, um, man, I almost in order to get to the negative, I feel like I have to just yeah, talk let's through do some of the positives. Yeah, let's like, do that. Because that's just, my mind goes to a couple of things. I mean, I think... And it, I don't know why my mind went here so quickly, but in terms of food stamps, it's just like, no, here's your pills. Uh, and, and for my oh, yeah, mind, can sure. we just say it's like a pill a day and yes. your, that's your nutritional? And, that's and what I was imagining. Printed for, or these are made for pennies. So like, Yes, that's exactly what I was imagining. Yeah, okay, okay. And so obviously you could ship it to, you know, in third world countries or whatever the appropriate term is for that and like keep people, like, so there's a lot of good that comes out of that. And then, and then, yeah, like in terms of why half food stamps, it's just here is this and... Yeah, there would be no uh, food stamps anymore. There wouldn't be a need for that. And I, I don't even know if the food, the term food stamps is antiquated. It's just like EBD cards or uh, whatever, I mean, right? you, could, you could make a very solid argument that there, even in our current time, there's no need for food stamps. So I think that would be my argument, in fact, <laughs> that we don't need food stamps. Like we, right. we, we already have cheap calories that we can give people in the form of rice and beans or military rations or whatever um so and this this might be a little too silly in the food in the thought experiment here but like you said it's it's nutritionally complete yes in some ways is it like the healthiest freaking thing you can do so if i were to work out and and just eat this it'd be like i'd be in the prime physical condition of my life like i couldn't do better i couldn't order supplements and greens and things no, like that I, to be better? I, or I, would, is... I wouldn't put it that way. I mean, different bodies have different needs. I, I, this is just sufficient. Um, so it's all your necessary calories. And, you know, there's some amount of magic to it, obviously. Um, but appropriately divided between, you know, fats, carbs, and proteins or whatever and all the, all the nutrients. Now, if you're going to be a bodybuilder, you probably still need to eat additional protein. Um, so... Let's before we get to the extreme ends, like the soup. So we, I guess we'd already addressed the extreme ends. The poor people that are literally going hungry are that's solved and that's fantastic because now all of a sudden you have people potentially in the workforce that weren't or you know have the energy or the people that this level this brings them up in some way and so hopefully they can contribute more and participate more in society now that they're healthier. Yay. Um, but what about the, the average person who can afford food as it is yeah. and, um, and like I well, could that... save some money. Like I could, I could, during the weekdays, I might just choose to eat the, take this pill. And well, then on the weekends, it's a luxury. I go out and I eat at a restaurant and it yeah, that's extra what I, special. That was so. one of my questions. Like in this world where nutritional pills are widely and cheaply available, what happens to restaurants? What happens to restaurants and grocery stores in this world? 
Yeah, I, I think. Well, one thought I had is that if you're you're solving world hunger and it's all this good, so you can see the story arc, but it starts to be seen as like the peasant pill, and it's like ew, like I, and then so ironically we might become a little more gluttonous because it's a status symbol potentially or like i like i'm gonna go experience life instead of just this this gross little like is there anything else like that um that we've you know that has actually happened no i'm just well possibly i'm Um, i'm just i'm genuinely asking if you can think of anything like it's such an unrealistic prediction um, yeah i'm just I, thinking I think like, it what? is unrealistic and that it would be shunned i just think that you in some ways make restaurants fi- like food now becomes this option instead of this necessity and when it's an option you you have emphasized the the luxurious nature of it because i think people will at, we love tasting food it's it's what we do to socialize primarily like it's there's intimacy and breaking bread with one another going out to eat is what you do on a date night it's the weekend let's splurge let's go to a restaurant so even how- when you and i travel together like like we just it's like Food is like one of my favorite things and it's like yeah. how you understand cultures and all of this. So I don't think that goes away. Well, so how about this for a comparison? F- uh, flights, flying, right? Like it used to be the rich only and luxury, right? Like and you could smoke and everyone wore suits and everything when they were flying. Cute on stewardesses. Planes. Yeah. yeah, right. And now, <laughs> well, now it's different, right? Now, as you said, it's for the peasants, right? And everyone or many people fly Cattle car in the air, yeah. Yeah, it's a flying bus. And people still do it, right? Even the rich people still do it. Yeah, maybe they have their private flights if they're real rich. But and then they have the token first class, which is still, you know, sardines in a can, basically. So like it seems to me like that's a technological improvement where everyone just bought in, right? And, you know, we don't have special luxury flights not really um at least not at the level that i would imagine you know if we had the nutrition pill we would still have restaurants around do you think that's an apt comparison or do you think there's a difference because eating food is such a distinct experience from Uh, from taking a pill i think it's such a distinct like i think there Part of you're, I'm tempted to say in this hypothetical that there'd be like, you could almost be like, no more fat people. I actually think think there'll be the exact same amount of fat people. I don't what? think one fat person. That was one of my questions. That's one of my <laughs> questions actually. But I can't imagine that, right? I can't imagine it. I'm being provocative here, just a little bit intentionally. But but like, no. Why are you? Why are people fat now? Well, they clearly have their calorie intake and they've eaten enough. But they just keep putting more in them because it's so dang pleasurable. Because to eat. I don't, I don't necessarily. I mean, obviously, pleasure, the pleasure of eating plays a part of it. But I think it's because you know people are more sedentary. They're not getting enough exercise, and food is convenient and packed with calories, right? So, like, if you eat your McDonald's meal or whatever, you're getting an entire day's worth of calories in a package that has been presented to you as one meal's worth and so you're eating that not thinking about it and then you're not doing any exercise and so you're having three such meals in a day potentially um yeah and yeah that's why if you had a pill like i think a lot of people get fat out of laziness not because they're determined to be fat just because they're not really thinking about it and if you had a 
bottle of nutrition pills on your counter and you could just eat that and be totally satisfied in terms of your hunger, then the lazy option is to eat those pills, right? And then you wouldn't be fat because it would be exactly what your body needs. Um, I'm just I'm just thinking about the concept of gluttony and well, I got to ask some more questions about the pill. So I take okay. the pill, I've got my nutrition, and I am not hungry anymore. Like it's just a kind of a mysterious. I don't feel full, but I'm not hungry either. Is that yeah. fair to say? Yeah. Almost like you've described your keto experience. Just like yeah, the, the, the temptation of a food has been subdued. The temptation of food is just it doesn't have the pull that it did because you know you're nutritionally there. Yeah, let's and just so, imagine imagine it like okay, it's lunchtime. You take your nutrition pill and, you know, right after lunchtime, you feel full. You feel like you've just eaten a meal. And then, you know, gradually that feeling of fullness goes away and you just feel normal, not hungry. And then the next day, you know, around 11 a.m. or whatever, you start to get hungry. And, you know, oh, hungry, time for my pill again. That kind of, that's how your your uh, body's rhythm goes. Yeah. Um, I, okay, I mean, I think... Yes, a lot, a lot more people will be in better shape, um, but I think a depressingly fewer amount than we want to say on the surface. You'd be like, "Oh, we've cured obesity," when really, like, it's down by five percent. I think it'd be like depressingly not that. I, I'm telling you, I think I'm the food depressed is, just hearing your prediction. I really think people just want to sit in front of the TV at night after a hard day's work and shove food in their in their hole their face hole like you know like i think they just they really want to do that and i don't think they're going to magically start working out anymore and i think the sedentary issue is re- remains a constant yeah sedentary obviously remain this doesn't affect that but, but like but it, there's two sides like, to hey, the equation hey fat people do, do you love your potato chips do i have a solution for you what like here's a pill and you don't eat fat you don't eat chips anymore no more chips for you like no the only way to get a fat person not fat is to somehow make chips healthy and like they get to the salty taste they get the crisp they get the chew and they get the swallow it's kind of like why can't i just bite into cheesecake chew it and spit it out and be satisfied like there i think there's something just so like would you rob someone of that but i, I i'm also like it's a paradigm shift for me because i don't know what it's going to be like 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 how if it really does remove the power food has over you then of course like why would you just choose to be fat but i can't get past that i mean i do understand everything you're saying about there being a psychological addiction to eating tasty foods because well it's pleasant to do that and the other habits that have been formed but it's so easy like if you're fat and you don't want to be fat which i presume most fat people fall into that camp right fat, that fat camp yeah i, um, I think yes yes 100 <laughs> percent. then then it's easy to just eat the pill and get what you need and you're not gonna have hunger cravings later right like the pill is this pill serves your needs just fine you could eat the pill and be totally satisfied with in terms of hunger not in terms of your desire for pleasant taste but that just seems like such a Maybe that's just my own perception, but that just seems like such an easy hurdle to overcome. Oh, man. And that's why it's going to be – now we're getting into the negative stuff. So the fat people that remain fat have nothing but more self-loathing because it's that freaking easy. But sorry. You know, like, I mean, I really think these people – like, you you would think just not 
eating too much food would be easy, but it isn't. And people are self-loathing. People are depressed. People are really look in the mirror and they go, I am uglier than I need to be. I hate myself. And then they keep eating Bennett. Sure. And they just so well, like but, so how did self-loathing isn't strong enough? Why is this pill? But, like? Because part of the part of the reason why I think people can continue is because well, counting calories is hard. Companies don't make it necessarily easy. Yeah, some things have labels on them, and that's nice. But even the way they label them is like, oh, eight ounces is this amount of calories, and you're like, okay, well, how many? how many broccoli heads is in eight ounces you know like <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah. have it worked out just right and you can't know you can't have it all planned for you easily and like when you have a busy day and you're working or whatever you're not or maybe you're taking care of your family it's hard to plan out all of that stuff well now with a pill you just take one like there's no planning involved you don't have to count your calories or anything you just take your one pill and you've got all you need and so it eliminates all of that uncertainty. And so that just, to me, it, that, that makes it unavoidably easy. Like if you're fat and don't want to be fat, this is what you have, this is all you have to do. You don't have to do anything else. And, and if you're still fat after that, I don't know what to say. I, I, <laughs> That's the thing. That's why I'm actually kind of upset with this thought experiment because I hope I'm wrong. Uh, I mean, you're making a compelling. It's so easy, and that's actually what's making so, right, well, it so upsetting is that so, I I agree with you, and I just think. So, so let's let's step back. Are, let's step back to another path for just a second, and tr- maybe try to bring it around to another another way we can encourage our future pot- hypothetical fat people to not stay fat. So <laughs> I asked, what happens to restaurants, and yeah. if if even. 30% of people start supplementing their diet with this nutritional pill instead of eating out, which which I think is a fair number, if not more than that. Re- the restaurant industry tanks significantly, right? Yeah. Like, you're not going to have... I mean, McDonald's will still be around, but there's not going to be as many McDonald's. And, you know, especially, even more so for... You know your luxury restaurants that aren't like super luxury, but are just kind of like your, you know, your your local sushi place or something. Right. Um, that's going out of business, right? Because who's going to pay forty dollars for their sushi meal when they could have a four cent pill? And if you're going to go for a special occasion, you know, and do your once a month meal or once a week meal or something, then you'll be able to afford more than forty dollars for your for your meal. Or maybe me, maybe the economics just shift so that your sushi place stays in business, but they up their prices so that you're paying a hundred dollars for your sushi meal instead. Yeah, gosh, yeah. I mean that that I I've heard it put this way that we that well people want somewhere to spend their leisure time or do you say leisure whatever I think I like leisure. Thing. I do too. Leisure sounds pretentious to me. For leisure some. sounds British. So leisure time, we need somewhere to spend and and just hang out. And I feel like it's evolved like from the past to, to the present. And it it it's not your libraries, it's not your barber shops anymore. It's become restaurants. It's like it's weirdly. Uh, uh, I mean, I why do people go agree. out to have a call it like an experience or they go out to eat? I mean, they're no. not necessarily. You're not, you're not buying it. No. I mean, do people socialize at restaurants? Yes, but 
I don't think that's the main place people socialize is restaurants. I just I don't think people go to restaurants that much for the food is my point. I mean, it is a, yeah, <laughs> that's a yeah. preposterous statement. <laughs> I mean, I don't think people don't go think... to restaurants that much for the food. Like that's yeah. what they're for. Um, that, I mean, that that that's really highlighting our difference. Like fundamentally, is like why you you're like, oh my god, restaurants are wildly overpriced, and I'm like, oh, I love the lamps on the wall. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I know, I'm, but I'm saying like like a, people go for an experience. They're with their friends, and they don't want to just like stay in. They want to go out. But like, what are they doing when they're out? They're nothing different, right? Like, why why are they going out? They're eating food that they could eat food at home for cheaper. They like they get this feeling of uh, an experience, and so I'm just saying now, like likely that we've removed this experience, and now there's a a, a hole where they want to go they want to go out now and they were primarily going to restaurants so now restaurants because of this pill have taken a hit so there's this there's this space that needs to be filled and i don't know what would emerge so i i think unpredictably some spaces of uh social like social Poetry gatherings readings. would emerge <laughs> i don't know uh, i i don't know um, what if weird effects happen? Like, okay, what if, what if you, what if people still went to restaurants? They just didn't order food. They just went and sat in a booth and admired the lamps, and like that's just kind of what they did. Well, you would still do that, presumably, right? Since you don't think, need the food anymore. Imagine something like this. Yeah. So people want to go to those spaces, and they like the idea of being waited on. So they at first, you're, everyone, there's alcohol intake, it skyrockets, but. Like that's just un untenable. Like alcohol is unhealthy. So then things like vaping or weird, you know, it's a little more nebulous. Oh, yeah. The health effects start. Like, so these hookah and things hookah. like that. I really think something like people that. would go get hookahs a lot. <laughs> Order a bunch of hookahs to get yeah. satisfied. You know, right? Um, go to the hookah do, place think, on the corner. I think I think you're gonna have newly emerged social spaces that involves some sort of transaction cause, and being waited uh, or being served. Hopscotch. Uh, People play a lot, <laughs> a lot of hopscotch. I, I, maybe. You never um, know. I also think this, too. I also think uh, I, this is a kind of another take on it, I guess. So, like, productivity, like, businesses want you to be productive, mm -hmm. and it's in their best interest. And now, all of a sudden, I don't need a lunch break, but I might oh. need a mental break. You're hitting all my and points, so man. I don't know what I like happens, it. but I feel so. I feel like I feel like people pretty quickly would say, "I need a break during the day." Even though I can't just freaking work all the way through. I need I need a break, and so businesses might get creative on how they do that, uh, or they don't do mm -hmm. it, and people all, the productivity goes up briefly, but then like some some mental health takes a hit i don't know uh but there's something to do with your work day that's going to be impacted mm -hmm. yeah i thought about that too productivity would it be affected i was thinking about the mental health aspects as well i, I know mental health is kind of a buzz uh buzz topic <laughs> i guess you would say people love to talk about it for better for better or worse but i was thinking about it in terms of the work day like you say it would be if you could just take a nutritional pill in a matter of seconds, then there's no reason for you to have an hour long lunch break. And it would, you know, I would see companies start to say, okay, well, you know how they offer 15 minute smoke breaks in some places. 
I mean, there would be no justification for keeping it to be an hour long if you don't actually have to eat a meal. Um, and so they would definitely reduce it. And that could up productivity, but increase stress. But then also I thought too, you know, eating together is a social experience. So this kind of goes to what you're saying. I wasn't thinking about it in terms of restaurants in particular, but breaking bread with your fellow uh, with your fellow man is a, you know, a historical thing. Like that's what you do to bond and to, to develop some degree of intimacy. Right. And that, you know, maybe it won't go away totally, but it's certainly the impact of that is lessened. And I wonder if the loss of that social activity could have a big impact on families, for example. You know, you're not getting around the dinner table to eat in the evenings with your family. Instead, you're just taking your you know, your pill when you're at school for the day and you come home and that's it. So that's one of the potential detrimental effects that I thought of. Yes, because that's when you talk about your day. You know, it's a bizarre thought to say everyone gather around the table and, uh, you know, I mean, you can do things like let's play a family. Like why do people play games? And I mean, there's inherent competition and strategy built within, but like it's all about coming together uh, and, and then out of that, friendships arise, connections are made, you share, you share things about each other. Um, so yeah, like when, and, and this just has to have, you, you gotta eat, might as well do it together kind of thing. Sure. Uh, and there's something a little vulnerable at slightly about eating. I mean, it's not the most attractive thing to move your jaw up and down as you mash, mastic, masticate. Is that yeah, that's it. Um, it. That's definitely like, it. That's it. <laughs> okay. And... <laughs> It's keeping my finger on the mute button. <laughs> and and ingest this food. So it's just a it's it's it because you have to let down you you're definitely not while you're eating you're not fighting, I guess. And so that's why it's sort of intimate. When you break bread with someone, you're saying we're that we're not going to war, we're building something. We're not deconstructing, we're constructing. Right. And uh and so, yeah, I just, the need for that and the sharing your day moment and the family gathered around the something table, you know, not <laughs> a dinner pill, table The pill anymore. table. Well, think, and, and, I was thinking, yeah. I guess this isn't as relevant anymore, but, you know, traditionally, you know, the man, you know, the man goes and works and brings home the money and the woman is the homemaker kind of thing in your traditional gender roles of, of your, and yep. part, part of that role was preparing dinner. And that's a big thing, right? Uh, people take a lot of pride in their culinary expertise and the ability to prepare food for a family. And, you know, potentially that goes away or at least is greatly, you know, greatly lessened. Um, and that could be another another hit. That's what I'm curious about. Would it lessen it or would it enhance it? Because now a lot less, well, I guess it's both because it, uh, less people are cooking. So when you do cook, it is extra special. And if you're a good even, cook and you make, you know. E- even if they want to keep doing it, grocery stores are going to disappear. Not totally, but they're going to become specialty shops, you know, like like your butcher shop is, you know. Like that's a specialty yeah. shop. You're not going to have, you're not going to have a ton of restaurants and all that. And that's, this kind of circles back around to the fat people thing. Like fat people, in some sense, it's going to get a lot harder for them, even if they don't want to have the pill, even if they want to keep eating their ice cream, it's going to be harder to get ice cream because yeah. so many people are going to supplement, you know, oh, they're, they're going to get, get rid of ice cream for their pill. 
what are little like boutique shops and downtown areas with cool restaurants and yeah, they change to know, lamp lamp shops or poetry shops cake shops yeah. <laughs> lamp post lamp shops lamp shops and poetry shops that's what they're gonna poetry they have no other option there's no other market now all the people yeah, who okay. wanted food now want poetry and lamps. Wait, did the exist? I love sitting in a booth at a restaurant. Like, well, uh, what? What are the? Re- what's the reason for booths anymore? <laughs> like, I don't, I this that. is so sad. <laughs> um, here, here's a thought too. Like, just the agriculture industry is gonna. I mean, globally, economically, that's gonna be a huge change because now we need far less farmland for both you know, corn and whatnot for, for our own consumption or for farm animals consumption. Like what happens to yeah. cows? You know, yeah, like a lot fewer cows. Yeah. We, we don't need yeah. cows as much, not nearly as much pigs, chickens, all that. We don't need all of that for our consumption anymore. So what do they become pets? Like what happens to all the millions of cows that exist? You know, right. Well, yeah. I don't think they aggressively breed them the way. So I think they just kind of, uh, we we wean down the population, I guess, and that might be have some good environmental effects, and maybe that also brings up some land. We can be able to spread out a little, like cities. Yeah, like all can the be farmers laid out a little differently. You, you know? farmers have a huge amount of farmland, and then they would just be sitting on this profitable, I mean, nice land. Yeah, nice, land. nice like, land. Build a city there. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, mean, does I, it? It would would simply the development of this pill like reduce like would it makes would it fundamentally change cities like the way people congregate in cities I don't quite think so but I, I mean maybe a little well it's weird to think that because of this pill new cities may emerge and then how you construct downtown areas because I still think people are attracted to areas like that to go shopping and still wanting some sort of experience some leisurely experiences so you might see an influx in things like uh uh putt-putt or or like just getting more inventive you know how they're, they're kind of doing that anyway like axe throwing yeah. and just different i mean think about the world where you can work from home remotely you don't have to go to restaurants because you can take your nutrition pill and Amazon can deliver anything that you need to and shop for. On the for. verge of v- VR, I know we're kind of far off, but I'm saying like this like, is becoming an option. You can sit in I that mean, chair and do the whole. Truly, thing. like the use for cities. I mean, you, we could just spread out a lot more. It seems like you know. It seems like we're moving to a very, where techno- technology is allowing for a much more rural or suburban way of life instead of a city-based life. Like, I wonder culturally, broadly, if that's where we're moving is, you know, this is, I mean, the trends don't indicate that. As far as I'm aware, cities are still growing and rural areas are still shrinking um, and increasingly so. But technologically, you can see a path where that may not be the case going forward. Yeah, it's just, I still think about like, why do people want to live in the cities? Well, I enjoy big city amenities. I like the idea of if I want to go to a rock climbing gym type place, there's two of them, you know, here and I can like go in and be in awe about the, just the structure and all these people climbing, climbing rock walls and stuff. And yeah, but what if, you know, 
like it probably takes you 30 minutes to drive to the rock climb place yeah you know yeah. especially if there's traffic that, yeah. but if everything was spread out then you would have you know less less traffic and it still might be the same distance with less congestion i don't know yeah. I, I mean maybe you're right yeah yeah could be especially if you got self-driving cars then that like yeah, traffic well. becomes obsolete and so it can really zip over there and uh yeah i mean we're really we're really on the cusp of some when everything you outlined and then you folding self-driving cars in vr it's just yeah. like man we're on the brink of and then ai has been so you know the explosion of that too so it's just like wow we're 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 we haven't sorted it out and it's not working yet but like we're so close to something big this automated world <laughs> in which we just live in our self-contained kingdoms and but that's the thing isn't that weird that the trend seems to be like people want to go be near each other to have some sincere experiences and like even though we can is... reach each other digitally we seem to have this desire to get like like it's is it a pathetic attempt to tr achieve intimacy thinking that moving to a big city is going to do it you know that it's a substitute for for getting closer to what, like maybe if I get physically in proximity to lots of other people and other amenities. I don't know. I I can't identify with that, so I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. I don't know what to think about that. Like you say, it's a trend. Is it a trend? Well, you were just saying dwindling. Well, I mean, yeah, cities cities are growing, but I don't know if the reason is because people want to be around people. Um, I think I think it's because of. Can, you know, convenience and, and, and cost. Like yeah. And all of that stuff. Um, and just sort of these models that are like, Oh, the best way to educate kids or the most cost effective, I should say way is to build mega schools. Yeah. Stuff like that. You're right. That like mega megalopolis is, is like kind of a, I mean, my impression, I guess this could differ, you know, moving to a big city is dehumanizing not humanizing like you feel like a a small number you know you don't feel like an important part of your community you just feel like one of the multitude and so if i was wanting to move somewhere to feel you know more socially connected or important i wouldn't move to a big city you know that bears out in like how like a let's take a typical new yorker treating because they have to deal with forget about it navigate they just forget yeah, they about it each other. that's all they, they say to... well you, if you're in some forget about it place <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it <laughs> i've never been through their essence perfectly <laughs> <laughs> they eat sabaros all the time yeah um but but like they have to navigate thousands and thousands of people and they like you know don't it's not like they're greeting when or looking at each other but like you're in you're in some rural place and you walk past someone like well how you doing it's like exciting to see another person oh there's a person let's see what they're up to and there's just like a friendliness or an eagerness or a curiosity that is just absolutely vacant uh for a you know yeah because the pe people are just in your way in a city and so that does bear out. I mean, I think you're totally right. I just think there's something ironic about, um, about like people will acknowledge that, but even myself, I mean, I'm giving this thought live right here, right now. I'm going, I want to live in a city because there's just lots of people to connect with. There's lots of things to do, unique opportunities. It feels, it feels lively, the hustle and bustle, the flow, the things going on, like you're part of it. You're part of something big. Um, and, but I guess that's not quite the same as like you, 
that is in fact it's less intimate or you're less likely to get plugged into a, a, a I mean they're just I don't know yeah I don't know I've got a final final question for you in the world with readily accessible cheap nutrition pills what happens to vegans do they get more obnoxious or less obnoxious <laughs> um would vegans just have to be do they have to just shut up because they're taking the pill it's the best thing for the environment and and mostly for themselves too and they eat it you know i think they just have to now shut up and they're not interesting anymore or like they don't their claim to being interesting is removed yeah uh, but yeah just it. because they don't have a claim to be interesting doesn't mean that they're not still obnoxious like i wonder yeah, like they could take the pill and shut up, and that would be great for everyone. But I feel but like they won't. They <laughs> They'll won't. find something else. They'll transition from being vegans to anti-pillars, and you know they'll be yeah, like, "This is totally right. unnatural. The pills unnatural. We're eating our you know farm sourced ferns or whatever, and that's what they'll eat, and they'll t- they'll never shut up about it." It's it's vegans are just basically religious zealots, and that's the frustration, right? Is that they they're like cult members, and it's just like, oh, we get it, you found the truth, uh, but no one really thinks that, and we all kind of know they're weird. So <laughs> you're right, remove that. They leave the cult, but the cult hasn't left them. Their inner yeah, that's it's, th- it's their idea of that's like a good way of putting that. Have the information, yeah. They have they have some insight you don't. So they're just sort of like cult cultists or or conspiracy theorist or this 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 access to privileged information that the allure of that is, is just not removed so they'll just subvert that or they'll take that energy and they'll direct it somewhere else whether it's anti-pill or or like just joining an actual cult you know so yeah maybe the advent of the nutrition pill really boost really bolsters cult uh yeah membership. <laughs> cults crop up everywhere <laughs> very weird uh that's that's all that's all okay goodbye bye